0: Game begin. Hi
1: and welcome to episode 19 of Dadgum Nerds, your podcast for family-first fanboy fun. I'm your host Andrew, and joining me today are my fellow dads Zach,
0: this is the way,
1: Kevin, <laughs> and Brett. Pew pew. Much appreciated. Well, guys, season two of The Mandalorian is finally here. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, good. 2020
0: but needed a shining moment. And season two of The Mandalorian, episode one, was that shining moment. That was have come earlier, way. though. Uh, I mean, I think it was perfect timing. They
1: turned it around in a year, bro. Yeah,
0: yeah I know. I mean, well, probably,
1: technology. Yep. Well, hey, in just a moment, we'll let you all know exactly what we're thinking about the new season of the Star Wars show. But before we do anything else, the world needs to know, did anything happen to you guys in dad life this week?
0: <laughs> I had something happen to me, particularly my GI system. Oh nice. So I need to tell you about GARTs. I'm pretty what is sure this
1: se- I'm pretty sure that this section of the show has
0: devolved into poop jokes and poop stories. Oh, it should just be yeah, our bodily fluids check-in. <laughs> like that's, that's what, what it intends like Happy <laughs> baby
1: stories, but continue. What came out
0: today? <laughs> <laughs> All right, today for our BM BM checkup, um our, we should call this our regular check-in. Oh dear. <laughs> 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 um, but anyway, Garts Garts, what is that you may ask? It is a garlic fart. Oh, what? So I went on a camping trip with some buddies and I was in charge of buying the food. Well, I went to the store and I found elephant garlic cloves. Elephant garlic cloves are ginormous. They're They're massive. Massive. I didn't think we needed elephant garlic cloves. So sitting right next to the elephant garlic cloves were these little sleeves of what I thought were mini garlics. Well, I found out that they were regular sized garlics. They just looked like mini garlics next to the elephant garlics. The average person should probably only eat one garlic clove a day. We were hungry out on the trail. I thought Mm-mm. they were mini garlics. And so I allotted three and a half per oh, person.
2: Are you eating oh, garlic straight?
0: Oh, we that night. <laughs> Why? Nearly. Straight? Poisoned ourselves in our own tents. <laughs> one guy, that one guy, didn't sleep that night and was begging for mercy as he marinated in his own garts. It was thirty-eight degrees outside, and he unzipped his tent, and was like, "You know what? Hypothermia is better than this." <laughs> Goodness what what
1: possessed you guys were you eating it straight like yeah. to kevin's point no,
0: so we we brought steaks we we hiked seven miles into the woods harvested stones from the river and created a rock grill and we grilled steaks what goes well with steaks garlic but it should have only been one clove of garlic but <laughs> you put three i was expecting
2: you to th- say we got these steaks ready and said forget that stuff we're just gonna go straight garlic well, uh, we ended up eating three
0: and a half cloves per person. We did, we did sauté it in Kerrygold butter, which, if you've never had <laughs> Kerrygold butter, it's fantastic.
2: But um,
0: my my GI is still quivering, and I don't. I think it'll be That's many good. years before I can look at a garlic clove again <laughs> the same Sweet.
2: way. At least you didn't buy the elephant ones and then eat three and a half of them. Oh no, <laughs> they would have been rushed to the emergency room at that point.
0: I'm pretty sure that would have been weapons of mass destruction at that point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> call in the hazmat crew. Um, So I had a funny moment actually happened yesterday. Uh, we, I had a moment where I actually uh, feared for my life. Hmm? Whoa. Um, Solid in a, in a, in a, a fun way. I don't know if you can call it that, but anyway, so uh, my wife and I are sitting down to dinner. We've got the, uh, Theodore, our little one-year-old right off next to the side of us. Little chunk of chunk. Yep he's eating his spaghetti and all of a sudden he looks over to a part of the kitchen and just starts laughing. (laughs) And we both me and Kristen look over and there is nothing in the kitchen. No dog, no movement, no nothing, but Theodore is locked (laughs) on a part of the kitchen and is laughing hard. Was it Halloween? Chris and I looked at each other and we're like, oh, we did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so there's a ghost just meandering around the McPherson household is what I'm hearing.
1: Uh, yeah. And Peter apparently is the only one who could see it. Uh, I didn't sleep that night.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Get used to imaginary friends because there's so many in my house.
1: Yeah, I know. Was it Max has two of them,
2: doesn't he? He has. Oh, they grow. Like he has like he has a lot. He only talks about two of them regularly. Oh, gotcha. But they have parents and. He has backstories for all of them and where they Oh, they, came they reproduce from. cousins. Well, they have families and like oh, like if this person is an imaginary friend, he obviously has parents. Like, how else did he get here? Well, duh, yeah, of course. Come on, yeah. Imagine that.
1: Yeah. So uh, mine's not necessarily a, a funny thing, but it, it was cute. I just I realized just how much kids watch you because I was clipping Dude. the bushes one day, and uh, my my son was watching me. Well, a few days later. He, uh, we're playing in my toolbox. He's just going through some tools and he sees my little needle nose pliers and he grabs them and looks outside and looks at the pliers again and runs outside to the bush and starts whacking the bush with the little <laughs> yep. needle nose pliers. <laughs> and it's because nice. he saw me clipping the bushes. I'm like, look yep. at that. And so now it's a regular thing. Like almost every day, he wants to take out something to clip the bushes for him and for me. And we go clip the bushes. Huh, well, Brett, you really shouldn't
0: be using needle nose nose pliers to clip your bushes it's not very efficient well, no, well that's that's just all
2: that's
1: just it's not
2: it's not very efficacious <laughs> be sure to check out Dadgum Nerds on Facebook and Instagram if you want to know what the dads are up to get the latest updates on the show or constantly laugh with us along the way then you can find us on social media at Dadgum Nerds that's at Dadgum Nerds spelled D-A-D-G-U-M N-E-R-D-S Catch you later, dadgum nerds.
1: All right, so let's do this thing. So we just finished watching the first episode from The Mandalorian Season 2. Yeah, we did. uh, The Marshall. And just so you guys know, we are going to do full spoilers on this. So if you have not seen that first episode yet and want to watch it, one, you should.
0: Stop Uh, listening to this now. Get on Disney Plus and watch it.
1: We will be right back here when you come back. Um, but we are going to be doing full spoilers. You have been warned. All right. With that out of the way, we have spoken. What did you guys think of the Mandalorian
0: first episode from the Mandalorian season two? Ah, may yep, yep. This was everything you would want from the kickoff to a second season. Yeah. You had beloved characters in fun action sequences. You had new combinations of different characters that you've wanted to see from the expanded star Wars lore. There was stuff for people who are casual fans. And then if you're a hardcore fan, it was full of so many delicious Easter eggs. And not to mention the final shot. Boba Fett's back. Not only Boba Fett, but Jamar Morrison playing Boba I'm Fett. So I'm so happy about that. Perfect. <laughs> because so Boba, Boba is the only direct clone of Jango. So he <laughs> should look. He should be literally the clone of Jango. And then, even if you look at the timeline, Tamora Morrison is approximately the age Boba would be. Like it's mm-hmm. just so perfect. It's it was beautiful. I I flipped out when I was watching
1: the episode. I I, you know, they they do the whole thing with the crate dragon. Yay! You know, Dinjarin now has uh, the Boba Fett set of armor, and I'm I'm starting to wonder, like, okay, what's going to get me to come back for next time? What's that hook that kind of sets up the rest mm-hmm. of the season? Mm-hmm. And it's literally the final two shots
2: see, of I'm that not, episode. See, I'm not so sure about that because if so, really, if you, yeah, because if you check IMDb, he's only credited in being that single episode, whereas all the other no. characters are credited multiple episodes.
0: So I've wondered if he is not going to be involved at all in the rest of the show, but this is the spinoff for novels and comic books and you know, maybe a spinoff mm-hmm. series, but oh, this I is just so disappointed. Oh, disappointed. Yeah. Sure. But, but it would at least definitively answer is Boba Fett still alive in this new Canon? Cause as hardcore star Wars fans and especially readers of the expanded universe books, Boba Fett always survived the Sarlacc pit. Like that, that's something we've been sitting on forever. And so that when Dizzy kind of just, you know, Thanos snapped the old Canon, it was kind of like, wait, so does that mean, wait, is Boba Fett still alive? So to finally have that answered after holding that carrot in front of us for, gosh, what, 2012 when they bought Star Wars? So I've finally it's been answered.
2: I'm still the guy who doesn't really care about Boba Fett because I've only watched him in the movies. I don't read the expansion stuff. I'm like, he's still the dude that got killed by a blonde guy. Well, he's <laughs> worth a lot to me. Well, I think, I mean, if they're going to expand his character in this show
1: at all, then... I think they need to stop with the whole I look cool routine and just go straight into what can you do because we can see what the Mandalorian can do. But I think Boba Fett has the same, if not more, experience than Mando does. And uh, man, it'd be great if we could incorporate him later on in the
0: show. I
2: and, don't want to see him at all. And that's fair.
0: That's fair. Kevin, really? shut not, your face! Not in this! Not in this! Shut no. your face, you non-entertainment book reader. I said not Both in this. What was that in the books <laughs> was incredible. He was like the Jason Bourne. Yeah, but they he, reset he could the book, so he's going search- sort of to be
2: relevant now, right?
0: But they can rewrite whatever the heck they want now. So maybe he helps Dinjarin in some future episode. Um, though, if that is the one shot we have of him, would I be disappointed? Yeah, but I'm just excited to know that definitively he did survive the Starlight yeah. Pit.
1: I what caught me was when they had said that okay there is a Mandalorian who is in Tatooine somewhere you know he gets that uh gets the information out of that one eyed gangster which I want to come back to him in just a bit oh yeah um but when they said that there's a Mandalorian on Tatooine my mind instantly went to okay Star Wars Rebels Sabine Wren and uh, we get to finally see where, my went
2: straight to Boba Fett
1: went straight to, straight Boba, to Fett. Boba Fett okay. But again, I had no
0: idea. Like, oh, even, really? Even, you, even, you were just shocked to I see Boba just, Fett's armor? I
1: was. Yeah. I thought, oh, look at that. It's Boba Fett's armor. And he's wearing like a T-shirt on underneath it. Weird. <laughs> Boba
0: Fett's been elongated. He's, he's been got on the a rack. scarf.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember a
2: scarf. Those dunes will get you.
0: man. No, it was it was such perfect filmmaking because they yeah. knew the hardcore fans are going to go. Oh, it's Boba Fett. And then, of course, that opening reveal where you see the armor and you're like, that, wait, that doesn't look right. That can't what that can't be Fett." And then kind of just dangling you along thinking, no, see, it's just his armor. Boba Fett's dead. And, I'm like, I, and the whole time I was telling my wife as we're watching, I'm like, till I see a body, he ain't dead. He ain't dead <laughs> till I see a body.
1: Well, and I love the opening of that entire series, because, you know, when you're watching a new season of the show, you're like, OK, are they going to keep the same level? of enthusiasm mm-hmm. yeah. of uh, Momentum. is it going to hook me the same way or is it just going to go off the deep end into something you don't want it to be and i loved how they established him as the anti-hero just like it was in the first season right off the bat i mean he left yes. the guy hanging there to be eaten by dogs by I mean, the dogs whew, <laughs> i mean that's a clint eastwood of star wars right there
0: great job yeah well and it, it, it was perfect script writing, right? He's like, I promise you won't die by my hand. The right. moment he said that, I was like, yeah. why do the people never call out the loopholes? Well, right. wait, you didn't say <laughs> I would not die, period. Yeah, so. <laughs>
2: yeah I, I love that whole opening scene because that one very much felt like Moss Eisley. Yeah. yeah. like yeah. It well, felt It's C D like, underworld. Like, but it felt like it, like even more so. There's C D underworld in other parts of other yeah, Star Wars movies. All over Star Wars. But that is the one that really felt like it was more in the Star Wars universe than some of the other ones.
0: Well, I was just happy to see like Gamorian gladiators. Yeah, that was fun. Because, I mean, we <laughs> were talking about this when we when we did our episode on what do we want to see in Mandalorian mm-hmm. season two. And I mean, it was this is exactly it exploring the many species of Star Wars in
2: depth. I was more now, actually happy in terms of exploring more in depth with the culture that you got to see of the Tuscan Raiders with the language yes. and the signing. Yeah. I thought that was so much cooler than that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause well, I mean, up it, to this
0: point, go ahead, Brett.
1: Yeah. I mean, if, if this is a Western in space, that just amplified it that much
2: more. Mm.
0: Cause it's almost like the cowboy interacting with a native American mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. deal. It was great. Mm-hmm. No, you can tell they leaned into that. Cause I mean, even like here, drink this thing. It's like, almost like their version like a piece of the peace pipe, pipe. Like
2: pipe. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm like, I ain't drinking that. Um, so did y'all recognize that actor that plays the marshal? Oh, yeah. Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, he's in the office. Yeah. The, the, I was like, wait, it's the what? office guy. It's, mm-hmm. it's the pretty boy office guy. I don't mm-hmm. remember his name in the office. He did it, not, Pam? Yeah. Oh, dated I've pa- never well, seen an episode of The Office. I just thought you were yeah. kind of, you know, dorky.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, gee. <laughs> <laughs> nope.
2: <laughs> Um, it's it's funny. He's been in so, so many almost, other things. He was in. He, a, he
1: really has. Um, it's funny. The first thing that I saw him in, and just for whatever reason, my brain was like, "You are going to retain this piece of information." <laughs> is that he's the bad guy in Die Hard Four? <laughs> he is.
2: <laughs> he is. He's also in <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> I know. Brain. <laughs> he's in the hu- he's in another series with Drew Barrymore. He plays the husband, and Drew Barrymore is a zombie. Oh, San what is Clara that one Dyer, called? Yeah, San, is- San Clara. Santa- Dyer. Cl- Santa, yeah, Santa Clarita. So, yeah. so he has what? to. Yeah. So his Drew Barrymore is a zombie, but she operates like a normal person. So he has to help his <laughs> so wife. She's not feed. a zombie. No, she is. It's like, it's it's a comical take. So on he a has zombie. to feed
0: her brains? Yes.
2: Yeah, so it's her, him helping her <laughs> feed her zombie stuff in like normal suburbia. It's pretty funny.
0: See you, babe. Uh, I got to go pick up a couple cerebellums. I'll be back. <laughs> Money, please. Oh, Geez. <laughs> remember to um, get the stems <laughs>
2: gosh, <laughs> gosh. Gosh that.
1: Mo- moving on um okay so right out of the gate uh the production nerd inside of me wanted to, to see how in the world they got that cyclops gangster's face to do exactly what it did oh that's like- some of
2: the best prosthetics i've ever seen well the the, the child his model cost five million dollars
1: Mm-hmm. Gracious. What?
2: Yeah, and it costs $5 million. It takes two people <sighs> to operate. One basically mm-hmm. does head movement and eyes, Holy. and the other one does facial expressions. So I'm not surprised. Holy. But for that character to be on the screen for a show short of a time and to have that level of detail, mm-hmm. um, I wonder how long John Leguizamo was in makeup to put that guy on.
1: Leguizamo? I, wait, wasn't that Favreau?
2: No, John Leguizamo.
1: All right, we're looking. We gotta look that up because I could have sworn that was John Favreau
2: was the Cyclops. No, That
1: sure sounded like
0: it. No, no. Oh, do you remember the name of the Cyclops? Gore. No no idea. Uh, Look up Cyclops Gangster, but (laughs) I, I just think it would be odd for him to have that as a cameo. That just doesn't. I mean, I know he likes to cameo in his own movies, but I. It was John. It
2: was John Leguizamo. Oh, really? Yeah, John Favreau's not even listed.
0: Man, I could have put down money that that was
1: him. Man, I should have bet you. I know. <laughs> I know. Should have had but both th- eyes open. But seriously, like the the prosthetics on that guy, it reminded me a lot of, you know, what they had did previously with Quill, um, mm-hmm. what they yes. had done you know, with the Ugnat. But yeah. just long down with Quill. 11.
2: I know. He has spoken. The other thing I really <laughs> liked from a production <laughs> he, standpoint. He has spoken.
0: <laughs> I made that shit. What, really lo-
2: oh, yeah. what I really love from a production, from a production standpoint is it was. Shot beautifully, but that whole episode is basically monochromatic. Like outside mm-hmm. of the green of the child and the silver, of, sand. It's yeah. all sand and reds and yellows and oranges. I mean, it's desaturated. Tatooine.
0: It's Tatooine. That that is the color palette. Yeah, of but, he, but even the
2: creatures they picked, you know, the Gamorians that like well, they're which, green, but they have a lot of brown in them. But the whole which, thing was super orange and red and honest, browns I'm, and yellows.
1: I'm starting to get a little Tatooine uh what's the word, of, what's are, the word are, you, are you are you getting are you getting, I'm getting Anakin
0: syndrome i yeah, I'm getting. Sand. I'm
1: getting tired of sand I Tatooine is this remote planet out in the middle of nowhere and yet it shows up all the blooming time. It
2: does but if you, well, because if you look it's at the production but, yeah it's in just, Star Wars. In Star Wars like that's where it all started really but yeah if you also have gone back and look at some of the notes the, the goal is to expand the universe in this season. So I don't see them being on Tatooine for very long. Like they'll, probably, so. they'll probably no, be they're in, done. They're done, and like he'll, he'll, he's probably leaving. Like there's no man, there's no Mandalorian there. There's no reason for Mando to stay.
1: And yeah, you know what's uh, well, what I've noticed about the uh, a lot of these episodes is that it's uh, obviously fall of the Empire. The Empire is fractured, although they're still trying to come back from time to time. Like I, I get it.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very dyst- it?
1: yeah, it's it's very dystopian esque. So I'm wondering if they're going to try to place him in a very uncomfortable situation because he's usually a loner. What if they threw him in the midst of a very highly populated, bustling community? I want to see that type Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd love to see that kind of episode. Well, but I think the whole point
0: is to explore more to the Outer Rim because Mm. if he's looking for Yoda's species, if he's looking for the child's species, he's got to be in the Outer Rim because we know it's not a mid-rim or a core planet. So it's got to be some unknown planet somewhere in the outer rim because he Wait, talks the about this,
2: the rate this race of wizards he doesn't know right that yeah. it could be anybody he just thinks it's this little green guy with big ears he, like which he,
1: uh, th- it also says something that we are however many minutes into this episode and that's the first time that we've mentioned baby yoda
2: i'm actually I mean, he, st- that was one of my calls i'm super glad they put him in the back seat i am too super yep. happy about that like he had his moments there was no reason for him to be in this story in terms of the first episode. Right. But I, I wouldn't mind more episodes that are driven and centered around him. But holistically, I'm glad this is the Mandalorian, not the Mandalorian and child, not lone wolf and cub.
1: <laughs> like, yes. I
2: like the focus that it's on him.
1: He was in it enough to sell the toys, but not enough to dilute a story.
0: Well, right. And I thought he was appropriate comic relief, like in I that agree. opening yeah. scene where he just kind of closes his shell Not only was that a a, just a brief moment that was cute, but it was also cinematically a great breathing moment before you're like, oh, it's about to go down. Yeah, and then of course, awesome, just brutal hand to hand kind of combat. I love the moment where like he leans into the guy's punch with his helmet. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. yes, please (laughs) punch my Beskar helmet, you idiot.
2: Uh (laughs) (laughs) I like that. And when he's when he's going on the speeder bike and his that montage and. They have the child's Mm -hmm. sort of head sticking out of the basket like a dog out of a car.
1: (laughs) No, apparently what went around the Internet was uh, Baby Yoda inside of that little like spitting pot in the um, yeah, in the cantina platoon.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, am I the only guy who thought it was the weirdest decision to take the child on the crate dragon hunt? Is, is that just weird to anybody else? No, I mean, wherever I, I go, no, he goes. Yeah, I
0: was going to say, it would be weird if he hadn't established that line. So I feel like the filmmakers covered that. Because, yes, I agree. It seems like this is an activity you should not be bringing a child. Yeah. But
1: kind but of just baby Yoda. It,
0: it, the premise you have to accept is that anywhere he goes, the child goes. Well, but he and, did and in season one where he left the child with Quill.
2: And he, he had, had to go take care of other business. But he had no one else he could trust at that point. And at that right. point, he didn't really swear to... The Mandal- Mandalorians. that, yes, this is the way to get this child back to its people at that point. Yeah. In season one, he it was just this kid, this bounty at that point. It wasn't this oath to return the child at that point.
0: Right. Yeah. And when he gives the child to Quill, it's to actively save the child from the Imperials. Like in this instance, oh, yeah. he certainly knew better than to leave him with the mechanic gal, which I was, I was only kind of half-heartedly happy to see her again. I was like, oh, okay. I, I was
1: surprised that I, I didn't mind her
0: as much as I thought. I, I'm just glad her scene was as short as it was. Yeah. Like she was, she was, was the, she appropriately, was a, it, she was, she wasn't my least favorite part of season one, but that arc, like that episode was probably my least favorite part of season one. Right. All right. So let's talk about crate dragon yes amazing so the big everything about the crate dragon it's so exciting to now finally see it on screen you've seen crate dragon several times in the star wars video games Mm -hmm. um you saw it in kOTOR which super i was super excited when they brought the crate dragon pearl that that's the thing the tuscan raiders like hold up that big beach ball kind of thing and like are celebrating which again it's great filmmaking because Meredith, my wife, who's a casual Star Wars fan, she's like, oh, is that like the Jawa egg thing in the first season? Like, they're excited because they're going to eat it. And I'm like, no, this is a Krayt <laughs> Dragon Pearl. This, These are crystals that have been circulating around this Krayt Dragon over a millennia. Like, you could power lightsabers with this thing. Like, yeah, this is a really yeah. valuable crystal. So just like almost literal Easter eggs like that. The Krayt mm-hmm. Dragon Pearl. And then, I, I mean, you had the physical humor of it eating the Banthas
2: literally
1: and that one Tuscan Raider, which is really funny because when, when me and my wife watched this episode, you know, obviously the banthas out there as bait. And my wife's like, no, not the Bantha. And then it <laughs> not the uh, hairy you know, cow. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, it goes for the Tuscan Raider and she's like, okay, everything's all right. So, so big
0: question. <laughs> How did that guy get picked for that duty? Like, did, did he pick the short gaffy stick that morning? Like, how did he get to go out there into the
2: cave? Nose goes. Yeah, nose goes.
0: <laughs>
2: Someone has to be the guy. Or,
0: or like, did no one like him? Like, no one likes Ted.
2: Hey, Ted, take that panther over there. Okay. What? And why does he wait so long?
0: Yeah, that's yeah, the other that's thing. Question. Like, he almost deserved <laughs> to get eaten. Meanwhile, that panther turns around and is like, "Sucker." <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: fun fact. So, crate dragon pearls, I think, go for roughly one hundred thousand credits uh, on Tatooine. So, it is an Whoa. incredibly expensive item. Well,
2: how much is that in Stanley Nichols? About two. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, anytime that anyone gets to acknowledge anything about Knights of the Old Republic,
0: I am all on board for. But talk about such a great force of nature to bring together townspeople and tuscan raiders i Mm -hmm. love that aspect of that uneasy truce but here is a big enough problem that will put our issues aside and take care of this beast Mm -hmm. um i i'm excited because you know you see a crate dragon skeleton that that's one of the first scenes you see in all of star Wars is when Brian. C-3PO and R2D2 land mm. on Tatooine, they get fresh out of their escape pod and you see that, that skeleton on the Ridge. So, which is
1: tiny compared to what they just showed. Yeah.
0: Well, the, the idea is like the bigger, the crate dragon Pearl, the older, the crate dragon. Mm-hmm. So with the size that this one was, this is an old yeah, centuries it was, it was old, like
2: bigger than a beach ball. It was nuts. <laughs> Yeah, it eats sarlax, but for I, breakfast.
0: I liked as well that we never saw it in its entirety, pretty mm. much until it was dead. So I liked that they had that jaws factor of yeah. half of the terror is you. You have no idea how massive it is.
2: See, hey, more right going go tremors. tremors. Yeah, tremors. Uh, yeah oh, that's, tremors. that's the first when I watched it. I was like, oh, it's tremors. Once <laughs> well, <it's> a Christmas, <laughs> where's She's like, Kevin It's Bacon? a
1: graboid. <laughs> it's a crab one, which I remember what from tremors, you could step on rocks and you were okay. Mm-hmm. It was always just like loose dirt. And this one, I was like, why aren't they on the rocks? Why aren't they doing anything? And then it like pops out of the top of that mountain at the one part. And I'm like, Oh, that's why <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. You guys, you guys thought about tremors first and not Wheelworms from the Hobbit. I'm so glad where, 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 I think wheel it's where
2: worms where yeah, I got them all mixed up. But yeah, you know, Brett, we Talk were about a lame a one, episode. like if a werewolf and, then, and a lame worm Could you imagine like a full moon You turn into a giant worm
0: <laughs>
2: <No>. <laughs> A wereworm I'm a wereworm <laughs> Yeah,
1: this was Whoppin a central. Wait, old, wait like, what they just call, call that a worm. night crawler? Nice
0: uh, Okay yeah, But I mean, even, even adding a little candy. bit to the lore By giving it acid Spew ability That was awesome That was pretty cool yeah, yeah, I mean, at first I was like, oh, those guys, those guys be melted. Yeah. yeah. watch. Yeah.
1: I mean, it sucks to be the townspeople and the Tuscan Raiders caught in that, but I'm like, design-wise, that's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and it would make sense if something's a worm, it's going to digest things by using its bile. So, obviously, it's going to have very acidic spew. Yeah, mm-hmm. obviously. Spew, obviously. spew. So, what'd you guys think <laughs> of Cobb Vanth? Oh, uh, well, if you don't know... He originated in the Chuck Windig series. For those who don't know who good old Chuck is, I don't. Chuck Wendig is the rascal that was given the gold ticket to write the first new canon series books. And he got to cover arguably one of the most exciting times in the Star Wars timeline, which is the events immediately following the destroying of the second Death Star. So like, you know, all right, cut the end of episode six, cue this book series. And he drove it straight into a sand crawler's wheel track, stuck it down a Sarlacc pit, and then took a wereworm And just bulldoze right through it. (laughs) Absolutely hate the Chuck Wendig book series. So this guy was not even a main character. It was almost like these random epilogue chapters that would randomly appear in between the main storyline. And he was like this side story. So uh, Cobb Vanth. Cobb Vanth. Now in the books, he was a lot more BA like in this one, they almost made him seem like the, the, unwilling townsperson who's like, well, it just seemed like the right thing to do at the time. So I stepped up basically in the books. He was kind of like this morally ambiguous. I'm the current power in this power vacuum. And you're going to do what I say. Like he was a lot more morally ambiguous vigilante. Whereas in this one, it was like power to the townspeople because we randomly found a Camtono full of crystals, which by the way, I love how they have leaned into just calling this thing a Camtono. Mm-hmm. Cause if you don't know, I don't think we discussed this before. That is the ice cream machine yep. that uh Will Wildrow uh oh it's what is w- it? Wildrow, Wildrow? Uh, what is this? W- it's like Wildrow. Wildrow Hood. Yeah. Yeah, Wildrow Hood, Hood Wildrow is Wilson. running with in uh Empire Strikes Back when they're abandoning Cloud City. And I just love how there was never a name <laughs> for it. And so in season one, they're like, you know what? We're going to name this thing. It's called a Cantono and it's a container. So they brought it back again. And they're like, so I grabbed the Cantono full of crystals. And I'm like, thank you, John Favreau. So,
1: so <laughs> Timothy Oliphant is trekking across the desert
0: holding with an, an ice cream, cream maker. <laughs> like the irony, right? You're in a desert planet holding an ice cream maker. <laughs> My recipe
1: must come with me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Today, ice cream is going to save lives.
1: <laughs> no, he actually he grew on me really quickly. Um, I, I you know, obviously you think that there's going to be this big fight that's going to go down. I thought oh, yeah. Mando was totally just going to take this poser out. Um, but obviously the the whole heroic aspect to him it grew on me. My question was, did we actually need a backstory though? Like to actually see the backstory on Cobb Vanth? I
2: well, mean, it was just a bunch about how he got the armor rather than him. Like if he just showed up and had the armor. Like well, see, I, I
0: think I think they did the backstory to sympathize with him so that he didn't just seem like this bully who came in and said he was in charge. Because that's how he's betrayed in the books, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think cinematically it would have been interesting to where it's never explained how he got the armor. Mm-hmm. It's just this guy just does. this guy pilfered Boba Fett's armor because he's a BA marshal.
2: But that's
1: that's kind of my, what well, my thought was seeing it. And it's like, OK, just in my head, that makes sense that he found it in the desert. But, but I'm I think good to go, I think but then at the same John time, fe-
2: like. then why would he need Why would he even want to give it back to him? Right. Like he, yeah, he, he, it's true. Like he would have like if you don't have the backstory and you think he's like this B.A. guy, then you trick Mando into helping you kill yeah. the freight Dragon and then you kill Mando. Well, so I think. John yeah. Favreau
0: and Dave Filoni have done a great job of making sure you do care about the characters. Even and if so they're I not think, for only
2: one episode, like you
0: care about him. Right. Bit. And so I think this was his save the cat moment in storytelling mm. that I was like, mm. Oh, he's not a bully. He's just standing up for the little guy. Mm-hmm. And and so after that, you sympathize with him Now, I didn't trust him completely until he, he came through with his word and actually gave up the armor. because mm-hmm. i was of surprised. Well, I was kind of wondering the entire time, like, is he actually going to give it back to him or is he just going to be, thanks, Mando? Well, the and only like, danger the to the city at that him.
2: point <laughs> Game was, of Thrones. was the Tusken Raiders and the Krayt Dragon. That's the only reason he had the armor, really. And that's then true. He that's in one the stroke, he, he got rid build. of both.
1: Yeah. Okay, so uh, Cobb Vance speeder i think we need to talk about here for a quick second you mean a it's, a, it's a half
0: of a pod racer <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's half of a yep. pod
1: racer my <laughs> is that anakin's old it looked pod just racer?
0: like anakin's pod yes racer. it did. it sure looked like it so it was yeah. it was similar but the color configuration was all off
1: it well, could have yeah, been painted paint, but, yeah paint it
2: because at it that it's point he's probably like 40, like 40 years. years yeah
0: yeah well In i a desert I just think they went for a model that they're thinking, all right, we want to do half of a pod racer. Okay. What's an engine that people are going to really recognize. And so I think that's why they went with that aesthetically. I, I don't think it's Anakin's. Uh,
1: Because if it is, I'm actually going to be a little disappointed because I, I get miffed when universes in stories get really small and a lot of the uh, connections between characters it's like come on you've got this massive universe you've got thousands of pod racers that are probably on this planet and it just happens to be anakin's come on well
2: it just (laughs) happens to be boba fett's armor i mean that's the same reasoning yeah but they're in the dune sea so at least they're relatively in
0: the same neighborhood no no, it
1: makes it makes sense to me that boba fett is quote-unquote dead at this point and that there's a set of armor that's lying around, and so okay, it makes sense that it pops up in this instance. Doesn't make sense if the sarlacc digests its prey over a thousand years. Well, I mean, Boba Fett was all scarred at the end, and it's probably he was why. bleached. Why? He was bleached,
0: <laughs> so the scars come from other things, but the bleaching is due to the sarlacc pit and the lack of oh, hair.
1: Oh, got it. I'm also
2: kind of yep. curious on if Boba Fett's this ba. How did Jawas get his armor from him? I'm gonna just be real about that for a second.
1: Hey, Jawa's got the Mandalorian's ship all
0: taken apart. They have the their wings. The man escaped a 10,000-year-old digestive system. Give him a break if he needed to take <laughs> off his armor for a couple of seconds. I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, listen, The Mando in season one had his whole ship
2: pilfered by a band of Jawas. Yeah, but he wasn't That's just there. what I said. You, gotta, you just,
1: gotta watch out for those
0: guys. But he
2: wasn't there when the ship got happened, like... Boba Fett yeah, was there then, when the they, armor was taken off of him. No, but and then, then
0: he tried got his, to take it back. Then he got his Mando butt handed to him, trying to get it back from him. Sure
1: did. Got to watch out for him. Oh, he probably he probably had to take a bath to get all the bleaching off of him. And he's like, "Here, I'm going to set my armor down right here." You know
0: how they love those baths and tattooing, <laughs> <laughs> sandblasting baths. <laughs> well, I, but I was also wondering, did he purposely get rid of his armor? Because what I found interesting in the first scene with that gangster, he talks about how, yeah, I lure you shinies here so I can take you out of your shiny shells. Mm -hmm. Ah. So in this power vacuum, is it actually a liability to be associated as a Mandalorian? Mm -hmm. So Hmm. did Boba Fett strategically get rid of his armor?
1: It's kind of like the Elder Wand from Harry Potter where it's more trouble than it's worth, basically.
0: Yeah, or or it's just like why travel the galaxy with a target on your back, right? Or, or so, everybody,
2: everybody thinks I'm dead, so now I can be whoever I want. I'm yeah, not it, wanted could by be, anyone it could be that now. too. No one because I
0: because something that I found interesting is when he's looking at Djarin leaving. He obviously knows he has his armor at that point because he's been observing. He doesn't seem too troubled. Like I gotta get it back. And he had weapons know. on his
2: back and everything. Like
0: yeah, because he's he surviving in the Dune to me. Sea. Well, but I think t- that's because Tamora Morrison is, in, like, incapable of not looking determined.
1: Hey, the dude <laughs> was Moana's father.
2: Oh, I know. Moana, so the man so, can sing,
0: too. He's got some pipes on him.
1: Uh, he, sm- he had to have smiled at least once during that time. So, I mean, come on.
2: During his voiceover I, singing of Moana? Yes. Okay.
0: There's
1: no well, way you can't sing the, about coconuts and not be happy.
0: Well, now now that we've kind of Fuck brought more. Boba Fett back Fuck into the conversation... More. So I also absolutely love the fact that the way they beat the crate dragon is by Dejarin getting ingested with the bantha full of explosion of mm-hmm. explosives and blasting his way out of the gut. Yeah. Because in a way I can't help, but think that was the filmmakers paying homage to the fact that Boba Fett originally survived the star lag by setting off a thermal detonator in the sarlacc so even though mm. they're like hey we're not going to show you boba fett escaping the sarlacc we'll kind of show you the same concept was was that how Kray it wagon. happened was that how it happened in the eu yeah so the the way it happens in the gotcha. eu it's actually really strange in the eu first he communes with the spirit of this jedi who was ingested Whoa. a long time ago and he starts talking with him and then he manages to set off an explosion you did between too? He, they're somehow able to manipulate through the force the muscles of the Sarlacc to set off the uh, jetpack missile slash thermal like detonator, and frog? he explodes his way out of the Sarlacc pit.
1: Okay, so the, the correlation between the Sarlacc and the crate Dragon escape uh, it, dies pretty quickly. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know. It, it seems like uh,
0: it's a bit of a stretch there, Zach.
2: A, I was inside helmeting- something and I need to get
0: out. A helmeted, armored warrior is ingested by a larger antagonistic creature and explodes his way out. So, no. I
1: mean it's it's been done before. For instance, oh, uh, yeah. uh, lo- lo- look at Guardians of the Galaxy. They basically had to go inside that creature to to.
0: But take Drax care. knifed his way out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I guess you know,
1: but it's it's not a new concept. Although I love the fact that they just had to kill one more Bantha. Just at the very end, those yeah, expendables. Well,
0: I'm also wondering why was that not Plan A? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just not, I'm like, so let me get this straight: we're not gonna get we're not gonna get close enough to this pit to dig our explosive trench closer. I was like, why did you make it to where this guy's got to come like five football fields out before he set the explosives off? Why couldn't you've got a hundred? meters closer.
1: No, the whole time that they're shooting those uh crossbows, I'm sitting there going, What the crap do you think that those are gonna do?
0: <laughs> yeah. No, no they're trying to pure like muscle.
1: They were trying to make it angry is what it well, was. They were trying they to lure sure it out. It. Well, well those are so like Tuscan Raiders hanging on to ropes like, oh this is gonna do it. <laughs> they're not that
0: bright. Uh, well but I'm also thinking, you, you, you know why Tuscan raiders are always so cranky? It's because apparently they're carrying giant metal ballast does with them through the desert (laughs) (laughs) i was like where where do they get these
1: okay so that that moment where um dinjarin's inside the crate dragon and the explosive thing he says take care of the child there was a rumor that circulated for a little bit that said pedro pascal left halfway through production of the mandalorian and so for a half a second i thought they were legit gonna do it
2: oh i didn't know and
1: kill him I, for half a second, I thought that and I'm like, oh, did they? Did they kill off? Are they like handing the reins over to Cobb Vanth for this? Right. Oh my um, word. I didn't. I, 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 my mind was going about 3,000 miles a minute. we reacted to the trailer. You know, I know that he's
0: in the other scenes. Like I said, for <laughs> half
1: a second, I actually had a, a glimpse
2: of and credibility. After in my the mind first because episode, the rumor.
0: we now cut to a major flashback sequence
2: for the rest of the season. Because really, I'm like, if you get honest, all they really truly need Pedro for is V.O., Mm. There's three yeah, people that right. play the Mandalorian, and one of them is um, mm-hmm. John Wayne's grandson is one of the stunt guys. Wait, how oh, cool! Oh. He's, the, he's the weapons guy. So there's 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 uh, two stu- there's two stunt Mandos. One no is mar- Wayne. One's a martial arts guy, and one <laughs> nice, and one is a the weapons expert. And wow. so when, so Pedro doesn't do any of that stuff. So they really only truly need him for VO. Hmm.
1: Mm. Well, hey guys, is there any other thoughts that you guys have before we head out? Any closing thoughts that you have on the first episode of Mandalorian season two?
2: Uh, every Friday from now until Christmas is sort of spoken for. Yep. Yeah,
0: right. Uh, this is what Star Wars content has needed for a long time. I agree. Oh, yeah.
2: So, yeah. So, my final thought is if John can keep this up with John and team can keep this up for the projected rumored five season that's been agreed for, oh, that's so great. It will be the best Star Wars content ever created. That's saying a lot, Kevin.
1: You do realize what you're saying, there. I absolutely,
2: do. It's really ever only going created.
0: To I, I will only bulk it ever created. I will say, uh, new. Like since Disney has taken
2: it over, absolutely yes.
1: Yeah, I could definitely get behind that.
2: Like sure. I've I've not been this it's excited really only about going Star against, Wars content. It's really only going against the original trilogy. Everything else is pretty right. bad.
0: Yeah, and and that's just because I feel like would you enjoy this without the original trilogy? Like you need the establishing mm. story in order because they think of that's how much
1: true. of this that's is derivative i was about to say that's I, not true. I don't know if you do like there's I, so I, many if people that back. are
2: introducing that i'm introducing star wars to they don't want to they don't want to watch star wars but they don't mind the mandalorian yeah mm-hmm. like they, you don't need context you just get more it's just a richer experience if you have it y- yeah and i was about to say plus it, says thank you
1: yeah you're able to see oh there's that easter egg and that's what this means and you really do enjoy
0: it in a different level
1: it's if just you've richer seen
0: star wars before yeah
1: it's not necessary. It's just good TV
0: period. I, well, I'm not saying you can't use it as an entry point, but we, we did this entire episode as much as I love Mandalorian. It isn't at the core of what makes star Wars, star Wars, because you don't have as clear good versus evil. And I don't feel like you have that as clearly in the Mandalorian as easily when you have Jedi versus Sith. I was about to say, you're not working with Jedi. And well, that's instance. true. You're working not with yet. a mercenary. essentially. Not
2: yet. We've had one season. I did say through five seasons. Mm -hmm. So they're introducing Jedi in this. Possibly. We don't know.
1: Actually, Disney had a tweet that they put out that had a a little blurb in it that basically confirmed that Ahsoka Tano is being played by Rosario Dawson this season. In this season? In this season. Huh. (laughs) So there is... you, apparently we are going to see Ahsoka Tano at some point during this
0: season, which I am 100% on board for. Which if we see Ahsoka, it only begs the question, are we going to see Sabine? So that, uh, that mm. actually bleeds into our question of the week that we have. <laughs> this
1: next segment is brought to you by Maleshko. Making videos should be fast and fun. Find out how at Maleshko.com. That's M-I-L-E-S-H-K-O.com. Or you can go to dadgumnerds.com slash sponsors and it'll take you straight there. Thanks, guys. Fan question of the week is brought to us by Daniel Sherman via the website. And he says, if the Mandalorian is the springboard for the continuation of the Rebels storyline, live action or animated, Mm -hmm. would you be disappointed?
2: I don't know anything about Rebels.
1: Yeah, I figured that was going to be
2: your answer. I know you hadn't seen it yet. But part of that is like what kevin doesn't care about something what genius <laughs> genius. but part Plot of it is twist. like i've looked at i've tried to watch most star wars animated stuff but i have not liked any of the the visual style that they've used so I'm like, uh, the know.
0: visual style does take a little getting take, used yeah. to i, was yeah, was and say I don't want getting
2: thing. used to in my entertainment and I know I, know <laughs> I don't want a and I don't want to get used
1: to. I know tripper here tonight. He would be one hundred percent agreeing with you on that. That was his biggest bulk with the show. Was the art style he couldn't get behind it. <laughs> but it I'm also like the, so I'm the, also the guy though
2: that flips through Netflix and Disney And if you can't capture me with a movie poster, then you don't mm-hmm. have any chance of keeping me for however many frames and however many mm-hmm. minutes your show is. Like, Entertain me if if your movie poster isn't catchy then you have no chance with me hmm. wow high bar yeah well, that's right i have high standards son the, mr Pants over here but
0: kevin have you watched clone wars season seven
2: why do i have to wait till season seven for it to get good
0: because it's i'm not, it's so I'm not saying you have to watch
2: one through six i was just asking if you've seen seven no i gave up like this is like why would i wa- like well season one a couple of season one's not good let me try season two well, season two's not good. Maybe season Listen, three. Listen, you say that's that, a lot and you're of an Office
0: fan, and every Office I fan admits season, season one. one. You liked season one. I like season one. It's only wow. eight episodes then long. Then you're in the minority, wow. my friend, because a lot of people hate season one. Absolutely, you monster. I also Doesn't like Scott's Tots, to
2: which is an, another minority of Office fans.
1: <laughs> Back to
0: Daniel's
2: question.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Hey, sorry, Daniel. Daniel. I don't care. Hi. But if it's live
2: action and it's done by John, <laughs> I'll watch it.
1: Yeah, I, I really think that. I want this series to not rely on another another show, but I'd love to see Easter eggs from the movies, from the shows. I'm fine with that. Again, just like we talked about before, it's a richer experience if you do have that. I just want this to be a standalone. It's strong enough to do that. John has proven that. John John Favreau. So
2: let's do it standalone. I'm all for it. John well, needs to be the Kevin Feige of Star Wars for Disney. I, yeah.
1: I think the yep. combination of, of uh, Fire John and Dave, Kennedy John and Dave. Dave Fellini and John Favreau is a winning that, combination. That's the magic
2: sauce for Star Dave Wars. Fe- Dave future. Fellini
1: sometimes will go too far out there into the Star Wars sphere. And I feel like John kind of brings it, it back it to reality. Is it
0: Fellini or Filoni? Filoni or excuse me. I'm pretty sure it's Filoni. Or Sorry.
1: <laughs> My bad. Sorry, Dave. Um, but my thoughts on your question, Daniel, uh, to me, the rebel storyline pretty much closed up. I know there's kind of like one big, I'm not without spoiling anything. There's a a big, uh, kind of cliffhanger ish thing that is there, but it's closed up in my mind. I don't necessarily need to see any more of it. Also, I'm with you, Brett, that this needs to stand on its own two feet. It doesn't need star Wars rebels for you to go back and watch that. In order to understand what's going on. The main movies are already getting in trouble for that with seven, eight, and nine. So <laughs> I not necessarily.
0: So I will say I,
2: I would want more spin-offs around the time frame of four, five, and six, similar to what Mandalorian is doing. Okay. Well, Rebels <laughs> I mean, Live action. I'm not gonna watch this bad animated stuff.
0: Well, like for me, <laughs> well, if I just I will jump at any excuse to see more Ahsoka Tano. And mm-hmm. if she's being played by Rosera Donna, or, wait, Rose- Rosario Donna, wait, Rosario Dawson from Fast and okay. Furious and other things. Well, I I know and her Marvel. as the nurse in um the Marvel Netflix series, right? But that's how I know her. So like, yeah, yeah. I, I I absolutely love Ahsoka as a character, and as much as you may have to like muscle your way through Clone Wars, anything with Ahsoka, especially toward the end, is worth watching. So it depends on what you mean by continuation. I really just I. I don't want a whole lot of the strings from Rebels to continue. I'm not even really interested in Ezra or Sabine. But if they bring back some more screen time for Ahsoka, I'm in. Which apparently that's what we're
1: getting. Which, hey, Kevin, that's what
0: we're getting. Sweet. And
1: Kevin, to your point, more content, original trilogy time frame. Uh, we are apparently getting a Cassian Andor spinoff of his time as a spy for the Rebellion. Yes. Uh, and a one, on, a
2: one season of Obi-Wan
0: as well. Mm-hmm. yeah so does so, so does that mean casting is a spy-fi
1: you're thinking way too hard about this <laughs> yeah that was a stretch it's a
0: new yeah. genre spy-fi
1: <laughs> well hey guys if you want to be featured on our fan question of the
0: week just go to dadgumnerds.com slash contact if you want kevin and- to not care about your question you too can have <laughs> it, an it, Star response. Wars animated
2: content or books <laughs> <I> agree. <laughs>
1: Got a question for the dads? Got a joke that makes your kids groan? You want a specific topic on the podcast? Then head to dadgumnerds.com slash contact and send us your thoughts. We read every submission, and you might just hear it on the podcast. Again, that's dadgumnerds.com slash contact, and we'll catch you later, Dadgum nerds.
2: Hey, any closing thoughts before we go? Marvel gets the right to Daredevil back this month. Not Star Wars oh, related, but i right. awesome.
0: So are they they declaring anything? Bankruptcy. (laughs) Bankruptcy! (laughs) Well, everything, well, it would make sense because Daredevil can only write blind checks. Oh my
1: goodness.
0: I couldn't even finish that one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All I know is that I'm super stoked for season two of The Mandalorian. Yes. Super strong start to this show. Um. The ball is very much in Dave Filoni and John Favreau's court. To take this thing all the way, all the way. Let's do this thing.
0: This is the way. Mm-hmm. I have spoken, Brett. How about you? Um, that much. He's wow. Speechless. It's
2: awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, really, you guys have really only said everything I was going to basically say. I'm excited for it. This is an awesome show. Um, to your point, Kevin, you could turn your brain off if you want to, or See? you could go the Zach side of things and go the spectrum
2: of and complete go Star deep. Wars nerd out. Well, that's why I watch it twice. I've seen this twice already. Once is just like I just want to watch it. The second time is I dig and do it deeper.
0: Oh no, I like I totally watch the my first is I experience it and mm-hmm. then I watch it. Then he devours it like a crate dragon. <gasps> oh, which by the way, <laughs> I love how they made it sound closer in some moments to the Obi-Wan sound effect in the original theatrical release versus the god awful (laughs) thing that George Lucas added in (laughs) in the Blu-ray release (laughs) (laughs) that sound reminds me of Monsters Inc. it sounded like someone punched Alec Guinness in the balls Can we say that, that on this show?
1: We I don't did. know. That's yeah. family
2: friendly. It happens uh, all the time. When you got little kids, you get hit hard un- often.
1: Oh, so much to look forward to. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> You'll sound like post crepe dragon. <laughs> yup. Well, hey guys, thank you so much for listening. Two quick things before we go. First, consider leaving us a rating or review. Uh, If your podcast platform allows it, your rating or review really helps other potential listeners find the podcast. Uh, And if your your platform does not let you, like mine does, I listen to it on Google Podcasts, uh, then maybe just send a fellow nerd or two our direction. It's by far the best way for people to find a new podcast by word of mouth. Word. Uh, Actually, and finally, we need need your input, actually. Uh, We're in the middle of planning some really exciting things for the new year. It's what we're calling season two. Our season two. We need to know what you guys are thinking about Dadgum Nerds so far. So when you get the chance, go to DadGumNerds.com slash survey. Again, that's DadGumNerds.com slash survey. And no joke, within two minutes, your answers can have a direct impact on how we approach season two content in mm-hmm. 2021. Word. And to spice things up because reasons, all participants oh, up to December 31st, really, really <laughs> all participants up to December 31st, 2020 will have their name entered for a $25 Amazon gift card. Only if you want to. But if you want in on that, because who doesn't want Amazon money?
0: I'm probably going to submit a survey. Yeah, might yeah, as well. Just go to,
1: go to uh, dadgumnerds.com survey and tell us what you think. I, although I don't think Zach and Kevin, I can necessarily put you guys in the drawing for that. wouldn't exactly. uh just make an email, email address that you don't know. Like, hey. uh, yeah. Well, mm, okay. <laughs> Hi, Belgium. <laughs> well hey uh zach what you got for pun count this week six yep yeah, <laughs> three weeks three in minutes a row Let's see row. kevin
0: kevin's getting good now and see also aaron's not here and i'm like getting into the teens. man i've just been losing my touch the last couple man no. six. It's been good. Oh, no. i will say in as, this yeah. one it's because i've just great. been i was so excited that I just wasn't even thinking about puns.
1: I didn't even have time to think.
0: Another reason that everyone can thank John Favreau and Dave Filoni. No puns. Uh,
1: I, I say thank you, John and Dave, specifically for a lack of puns this episode. Thank you for that.
2: I found your lack of well, puns disturbing. <laughs>
0: well, well, that's
1: all the time that we got for you the today. The twin again. puns
2: of Tatooine. Gosh. Well, that's all we got for you today. Before
1: more puns keep coming down the road, thank you so much for listening, guys. And we will catch you later, Dadgum Nerds.
2: Have a great week.
0: (laughs) 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 Did you know Dadgum Nerds has merch? Well, if you'd like a Dadgum Nerds t-shirt, sweater, hoodie, water bottle, sticker, or even a fanny pack to really show off that dad bod, head to dadgumnerds.com slash store. It's the perfect way to support the show and rock that dad swag. Again, that's dadgumnerds.com slash store. You'll never know what's in store.